Welcome to Blue Eyes and Lady Redhead, where we'll be diving into the thoughts and humour of the mysteries of life, our spontaneous views on mental and physical health, and everything else in between. Welcome to Blue Eyes and the Lady of Red Hair. Hello guys and welcome back to a slightly different scenery. Yes, we're in a, a special location that's classified. We- well, we just wanted to, like, obviously if you're listening to this, you wouldn't, this is just irrelevant, but we wanted to try a different sort of um, style. Mm. Like, the reason we started up the podcast was purely because we would have, like, drinks together and, like, with the workmates then we'd get into all these deep chats and that was how we came up with the idea of the podcast so we were like we always record over coffee like why not do it over wine like one night yes yes we uh pretty much came up the idea of just you know through our conversations very chilled conversations even while drinking as well um like you know it's think about everyone when you're with your mates and you're having a good time what do you have i mean i'm not condoning drinking please don't go crazy and blame it on me when you have an alcohol addiction um but yeah just right now we're having some wine we're chilling and we're going to be talking about the main theme heartbreak yeah for sure um i just feel like as well like drinking it changes the dynamic of the conversation sometimes so we were like we want to mix it up and see where this can take us yes it's all about stimulation guys we're testing we're putting substances in our body and we're going to see what's going to happen also like i know like we don't need to tell you guys this and one of our feedbacks was like we don't need to discuss this type of thing but like as an all knows i've just spent ages trying to set up like this camera footage um, and it's so hard to get it looking good. So if you guys have any um, ideas for good quality, like vlogging cameras and stuff, please let me know because we want to start getting better footage of this, don't we? Yes, it's, uh, we, we, we look over the videos of us doing our stuff and we want to look great on video for you guys as well because everyone likes to listen or they like to visually watch Well, it's us. just nice to have something to visually watch sometimes. So if you guys know any good vlogging cameras, then yeah, let us know, please. Yes, yes. So on to the topic of heartbreak. We're going to discuss everything heartbreak. Yes, heartbreak. Oh my goodness. What a what an experience What a, for life. You know, you're, uh, you're going through all these emotions. You're going through these feelings and all that stuff. But you know, we all have a history, we all have a past, and I'm going to talk about my my past and my... And my uh... Well, we're just going to talk all things heartbreak, guys. Yeah. We're just yeah. going to... That's as simple as it is. We're talking heartbreak. We're talking all different types of things. Like, obviously, when you think about heartbreak, you think about romantic relationships. Mm. Um, but as we discussed, it can be um, any type of relationship. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It can be true of your family. It's true of your friends. Yeah. So... We're going to discuss um, maybe our experiences, our stories, and any little things that helped us overcome it mm. um, and get us out of that. Yes. So, let's bring it back now. Let's talk about maybe your first experience of heartbreak. Oh, my goodness. Well, my it's actually my first love. It was... Uh... I love how you're so... Fe- like, when you speak... Very, yeah, very, very, very um, thespian, very, um, yeah. what do you call it, animated. It's, yeah. it's great. So, I mean, guys, I'm in a very special mood right now. You'll get, you'll hear it. Yeah, guys, he's in a weird mood, I so know, I'm we, not I, sure if you're going to pick this up on the... It's a different facet of myself. I don't know what is going on. I'm I don't very know animated. I'm very, what. I'm very sporadic. I feel I'm like we literally took him into a new scenery and he's acting weird. Yes, like, you know, like yes. if you took a kid somewhere. Yeah, Georgia took me to Disneyland and I'm just... I'm, I just, like, okay, let's just see where this goes, right? Tell us about your first experience of heartbreak. So, um, I was in kindergarten. And uh, she was my teacher, and her name was Miss Hennessy. Your teacher? Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with my teacher. Oh my what goodness! The hell? Yeah, yeah. I was just a pup, a little little boy. And uh, this sounds. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, she, she, she was just something about her. Uh, every time I saw her, it was like it was like a shining light. It was. Uh, she, she was something. She, she had such a. Um, a personality, a strong personality, and I guess maybe that's what I've always been attracted to when it comes to women as well. But uh, yeah, she 
I still remember her and I'll probably remember to the day I die. Maybe it's Hennessy if you're listening Bloody now. Bloody hell, this teacher please, really did have an effect on you. Please chime in and say hello, no. So she was your <laughs> first love? Yeah, she was my first love. But like, we're talking about heartbreak here. Did she break your heart? Yeah, she did have my break. Well, I mean, the thing, Why did she break your heart? She broke my heart because I couldn't have her. Oh. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was just a baby. I couldn't, I wasn't a man. I wanted I wanted to be a man. I like, wanted... okay. Like, I don't know if this wine was a good idea, right? Let's, let's like really, so... You fell in love with your teacher. Yeah. Okay. How old were you? Uh, I was probably four or five Fucking years old. Hell. Yeah, yeah, I was. Oh, and so you experienced actual romantic love at the age of four. Pretty much. But yeah. how did that show? Like, because that's surely not the same. Like. Any chance now. I could, I spend time with her. I just want to be around her. Uh, yeah, so you felt like this pull towards her, like yeah. you felt like you always needed to be near her. Yeah, I dreamed this about her. This is madness, guys. It's not madness, guy. Maybe who knows? In spirituality, maybe she was my lover and my past life. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I remember like um, any chance even just to touch her, like hug her. I mean, obviously I was in through puberty, so it wasn't sexual, but it's just I wanted to be near her. Nah, that's really nice. To me, that sounds more like. Um, it wasn't even like you, again, like you were four years old, like you weren't really viewing her in a, like a sexual bloody way. Yeah. It was more of like a comfort thing maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know what it is. It's, it's almost like her smell, her touch, um, just seeing her, it's. I mean, I feel like everyone at some point has fantasized about one of their teachers. Yeah. But like, this is different. This is something else. Like, yeah, you this actually is... felt like you. Yeah, it's. I mean, like when you when we speak about heartbreak, heart, right? It's tied to love, uh, a deeper connection. I mean, when it comes to romance, it can be just for lust, or it could be that you actually deeply have a strong connection to that individual. And yeah, I'll remember her for the rest of my life. But you know, the funny thing is, I wasn't the only one who was in love with her. Okay, yeah. so you had an um, other fellow classmate. Yes, competition. Oh my goodness, he did not At like four me. Years old. I did not like him. We fought, and we fought because we were fighting over her. Crazy, huh? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I mean, okay, I, I kind of get this, like on a like more real level. Like I get that mm. you kind of felt comforted from her. Yeah. Um, and she helped you. She was your teacher. Yeah. You know, you were learning stuff from her. One of the first females you spent time with other than, like, your mum. Mm. Um, so I do get that. But then you said she broke your heart. So tell us a little bit more about that. Um, it's, again, when I say heartbreak, it's more of, like, you know, I couldn't have her. And I knew I couldn't have her because I was just a kid. And I know, it's, it's strange. I always feel like I was a man trapped in a kid's body. and It's I, like that film. What's that film where, like, <laughs> the baby what it's like does life the other way around <laughs> <laughs> the, the the strange case of benjamin Barton. Yeah, yeah 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 i was I, that was you yeah. you might start looking younger then that'd be good isn't that what happens yeah well, I, guys i'll talk about on did you did your face do you have any baby pictures <laughs> should i be worried <laughs> you just see a like a massive man in a baby diaper <laughs> <laughs> okay so all right the heartbreak with your teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah, the heartbreak come because I just couldn't have her. I, I wanted to be with her. I wanted to be near her. When I when I finished class, finished school, and I had to go home, I just, like, I, I want to stay near her. I okay. Want, yeah, yeah. I remember she used to finish work, um, school, on the, the the front of the school. She was smoking. She was smoking with her fellow um, uh, teachers just chilling and she was just like so chilled she was so relaxed she was so cool she's like bye yeah. now she had a cigarette i'm like oh. oh that is crazy like you were four years old okay so that was your first heartbreak yeah okay and then how did that kind of rub off did that have any impact in your next relationships like um because i mean don't they say nowadays that everything stems back from your childhood and your inner child yeah, I mean, there's always seems to be a correlation between me and, and love triangles. There's okay, always, tell us there's more. Like, so thinking back to that guy, um, it seems like every time I get into a romance, there's always some other guy in the picture um, competition. And it's just, again, again, guys, when I talk about spirituality, I think that, you know, there's always a, a message behind, you know, 
you're all obviously repeating the same things over and over. You can try to break the cycle, but it just seems like to be like that. But now my mindset is I just let it go. I don't chase anymore. I used to chase and it's not a good headspace to be in when you're, uh, you're under that, in that position. But, you know, at the end of the day, if somebody values you and, you know, that there doesn't need to be that competition, they would choose you. But anyway, going back to heartbreak. Well, and your little triangle. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more insight or is that too personal? Uh, well, I'll talk about that later on because that branches off into another story, which is probably, I don't know, a couple of hours and whatnot. But um, when it comes to heartbreak, it's more of, there's either that or people change. People change, they can move, their job changes, they just change the, in themselves and they don't see you as the same person that they fell in love with or you the same as well. People, again, people change for the worse or they change for the better. Um, yeah, yeah, so you're saying there's different, there's obviously different reasons why a relationship can end, which will resort in heartbreak. Correct, yeah. Um, yeah. And that result being heartbreak, it can be shown in so many different ways. Like everyone will deal with heartbreak in different ways. Mm. Some not so much the right ways to deal with it. And I know people say there is no right or wrong way of dealing with it. But I do think there are some wrong ways of dealing with heartbreak that people do do. Yeah. But it comes over time where you learn how to deal with it better. Yeah, and it's it's more of letting go and moving on. It's as a hardest part is uh, having an unhealthy attachment to somebody, somebody who doesn't want you. And you know, like my honest opinion with how you deal with heartbreak is quite often how like this is why I actually ask you genuinely: Did that situation with your teacher affect how you deal with stuff? Just because I honestly feel like things that happen when you're younger. Mm do affect how you deal with heartbreak yeah, yeah. when you're older. Yeah. I say that um, because, I mean, this sounds like such a stereotypical story, but like my parents did divorce and I know for a fact that because of that situation in particular, I handled heartbreaks in a different way than maybe I would have if they didn't divorce. Yeah. I feel like the way you see your parents showing love and affection and how they are with each other can rub off on how you act in relationships. That's true, yeah. Which also then affects how you act in the heartbreak. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like I said, there's always two things. It's either lust or that you generally want to have a connection with somebody and you see them and you want to be with them or it could be both. But I guess, you know, if you can see your parents long enough, you can see them fight, but then when they fight, they actually work it out and... They actually, their love gets stronger. And I've seen it, uh, I came from a single parent household, a very destructive household, unfortunately. But I've seen it in married couples. I've seen it with, with friends who, who are um, long-term relationships. They have fights, but they work it out and they actually love each other more because there's, there's actually, what it is is they understand each other's needs and wants more clearly. And, you know, again, I've been through that. Uh, I've had uh, misunderstandings or situations where the relationship could have ended but we decided to talk it out because we knew that we loved each other and we wanted to make it work yeah definitely and you probably got to that point after like trial and error um and different experiences because i feel like when you're young and you've not experienced heartbreak before it is like one of the worst things you can go through oh, no, isn't yeah, it yeah and like you don't a lot of people don't have the tools and know how to deal with it. Yeah. And it can really be such this negative thing. Yeah. And you don't realize, like, we could sit here and say how everything happens for a reason and it makes you learn how to deal with things the next time. But mm. when you're going through heartbreak that very first time and you're very young, yeah. like, it is, like, the worst thing ever. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah. I think if you have had to suffer through maybe seeing... Uh, toxic relationship from your parents mm. and then you have to go through heartbreak yourself in your first relationship i don't think it's just the heartbreak of that relationship you're dealing with i think it's triggering memories of heartbreak through watching your parents suffer yeah i think there's that to think about as well yeah do you think g that through all these experiences that you can was called emotional baggage you can end up projecting into your next relationship exactly as well? and that's what i'm saying like if you don't deal with these things, they just kind of get brought, added to your rucksack mm. for the next time. Yeah. And it's getting added and added. 
it's an unhealthy burden that you hold and then you actually bring that to the next person that loves you and then you end up creating a toxic relationship. Yeah, exactly. So like anyway, with using that with heartbreak, my point is like sometimes the heartbreak can then trigger old memories. Yes, yes. From the past. Yeah. So it's not always actually... Like, if you're going through heartbreak right now, think about why you broke up. Because there's always a reason why. Mm. And think, okay, actually, that makes sense. Maybe we're not going to work. And then think, so why am I so sad if I'm actually losing someone that's going to make my life better? And then think back, "Mm, actually, is there some hidden wound here that this has just triggered and pulled out of the surface that I need to deal with? Yeah. Maybe we're not focusing on the right things. When we go through heartbreak, we're thinking about that current situation mm. and we're trying everything to get that person back. But like, if you really try and take a step back and think, actually, but we broke up for this reason, this is a good reason to break up. Maybe there's other stuff that I need to deal with that isn't actually anything to do with this relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, actually, you think about, G, that it's not just the relationship with that person. There's actually other things happening in your life that contributed to the breakup. So work friends, family, all that stuff. It's kind of like compounding emotional pressure. Yeah. And then there's a trigger, which is the person that you could be living with or, you know, that you put all your emphasis of yourself onto them. It's just, you need, it's easy, It's better for you to let them go because it's too much for you to handle. Yeah, there's just different ways. Um, I'm just trying to, like, help the listeners understand that there's so many different versions of heartbreak and different ways to deal with it. Mm. It's kind of like, it's different for each individual depending Mm. on the circumstances. And just trying to understand some of the biggest ones that people might be going through. Mm. Well, you know, speaking of heartbreak, you asked me originally about my my situation in heartbreak. I I had a heartbreak because when I say to you guys, because I'm always very observant about human nature and what happens in the brain and, and you know, when you, uh, you go through withdrawals, because essentially that's what it is. Love is such a powerful thing for me and for a lot of people. Guys I've talked to, um, it's the feeling of you're losing somebody. It's like you're suffocating. It's you, you've been punched in the, in the stomach. I mean, maybe it's the same thing for women. I don't know, but this is what I've speak, spoken to, to guys Please, about. please, please tell us how it makes a man feel and how men deal with heartbreak yeah of course um again guys us women get very confused yeah it's, it's universal of what i experienced and other guys experience as well first thing is you feel like you're punched in the stomach um and you're almost like in shock because you don't know how to react and i know guys who react and they react in the wrong way is they try to chase um it's and it's it's, it's a very destructive state because you don't know how to control your emotions because us guys we we don't really talk about this type of stuff. So when we want to express, we can end up expressing in wrong kind of ways. I've seen guys, you know, get physical, loud, aggressive, and this, that's the most common thing that's, that's happened when it comes to heartbreak and they lash out. Me personally, at times, I wanted to with past relationships. Um, as even my the partners I was with, they almost expected me to be physical with them. Maybe, again, I'm assuming that the past relationships, they had boyfriends who were physical with them. So that's what they knew and expected from me. So I never I never crossed that line. But it's just something that you, any of you guys are listening, which is don't lay your hands on a woman. Don't go that level. Don't ever go that, that way because that is not, what to me, what a man is. Mm-hmm. You must control your emotions. And if you, if you get in that physical state where you feel like you can't breathe or you're suffocating or you've been punched in the stomach remove yourself from the environment and just get some fresh air. That's the best advice from you because nothing good can come from being around people when you're in that mindset. No. Have you ever been cheated on? Yes. Can you tell us how that made you feel and how you responded to that and maybe how you would now have done it differently? Well, I mean, I I can talk about one heartbreak. It happened uh, three years ago. Um, She, uh, she's from Argentina and uh it's we we spent months together and yeah it's it's hard because i had strong feelings for her and uh it's only after that she wanted a break so guys if you're listening to this guys and a woman wants a break most of the time in my perception again georgia can disprove it but when a woman says break 
most of the time it's just she's seeing somebody else, unfortunately. Um, then again, I've heard that she's just emotionally, she needs space from the guy, which in all fairness is all, all, all understandable. Yeah, it can be different reasons. It can be different reasons. But in my, my experiences, most of the time, again, what I've lived, my truth, is that she's seeing somebody else. Yeah. And that was a situation. She was seeing somebody else. I, I, I can sense it um, that she was, um, especially when, when somebody's dating you and they start flaking um that's true because yeah. it's different when you're dating and actually together yeah like if you're just dating and they're being a bit flaky yeah a lot of the reason can be because they're keeping their options open correct yes and which in, in in the beginning she said she didn't want to rush anything which i understand again the only problem is date it's other people that's fine but if you start sleeping with other people that's especially when it's your roommate so she was Ooh. she yeah she uh she done me for her roommate and I, I, my, my theory is, because this is a situation, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm pretty good at seeing the whole picture of things. Uh, we spend the night at the hotel um, on a Friday night, and because uh, we were, were working together as well. Come Monday, her behavior changed. She was distant from me. And I speculate that he probably found out, he went through her phone and found out we were having sex and seeing each other and he would probably give an ultimatum and the thing is if with a because they're roommates and they're spending a lot more time together as well so there's a stronger emotional attachment with that person versus somebody that you're working with um, or just going out for dates which again understand but if if you want something from somebody and you're it's it's, it's hard to really speak because i can't see for her eyes what she's experienced and, and the whole big picture of things but it's just be honest because when we had a break that situation where she went distance from me and then she won that break i gave her some space and after two weeks of not talking to her i said listen i'm not seeing anybody are you seeing anybody and she says no i'm not seeing anybody so she lied to me and i know she lied to me because she wanted to keep me as a backup just in case it didn't work out with this flat mag guy and that was the biggest disrespect because I spent months with her. I created it almost like, again, a friendship, a romance. And you, at least that person owed me that as well. Did she make it clear from the start she was going to meet other people? She said she wanted to take it slow. So this is where I'm in a different mind. Yeah. Mm, not completely. Mm. Um but I just feel like if you are dating, right? If you're in the dating game, you're in the dating world, like you've met through whatever, and you have made it clear to that person, like you've met a few times and you have made it very clear, look, I am meeting other people. Yeah. Um, and then that person turns around and gets annoyed about it. Yeah. I can understand they're annoyed because if some if you like someone, of course you don't want to know they're meeting someone else. Mm. But you have to understand that person did everything right. They told you they were going to meet other people. Yeah. It'd be different if they'd said, I'm not meeting anyone else. I'm just with you. I'm just only invested in you. That's different. Mm. I can understand the disrespect there. But I, I, I don't know. Like, I think if someone's, if you're only just meeting someone and they've been honest and said they are, they do want to meet other people as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's it's, it's about being transparent, honest. Yeah. And she owed me that. I treated I treated her right. She respect. And, and did, was she honest with you? She wasn't honest with me. I thought you said yeah. she was telling you she wants to. No, meet she told she no no she told me in the beginning that she wanted to take it slow, and then later okay. on when she went distant to me, I asked her, "Are you seeing anybody?" And she says, "No, I'm having some problems in my life. I just need." space okay then that's when the disrespect is yeah of course i I just think if someone's being open and they're being honest and they're saying look i would happily meet other people right now like i want to get to know other people i'm not ready for something serious if the other party decides to stay in that situation then you have put yourself in that situation the other person has been honest with you Mm. so what do you expect if they're meeting other people do you know what i mean but in your situation she wasn't honest and therefore yes that is disrespectful correct yeah so how did you respond um i guess was this heartbreak it was heartbreak because it's uh i was actually i knew it from my life experience and let's just say on a spiritual level i knew um it's her friends that actually told me because they feel bad for me because they knew how what she was what she was doing was wrong and they filled me in 
And uh, then was, this is the interesting thing, right? That all my experience of dating and, and relationships, because this is only three, four years back, um, it was actually after two weeks. Two weeks, it hit me like a, tra- a truck. I, I can't explain the feeling, but I, I went from, okay, fair enough, you want to see somebody else, to boom. I, I, I like All my energy was sapped out of me. It was almost like, like a, a child being pulled off an umbilical cord. I, wow. Yeah, it was that powerful. Now, I, I have to ask, like, is this because you really liked her? Or do you think what I was talking about earlier, this goes back to some underlying problems of abandonment issues? Like, I don't know, like, was there something underlying that maybe caused this because she was meeting somebody else? Or do you think it's because you liked her? I, I, I actually, I liked her. Um, I mean, how can you describe the time you spend with somebody? Like we work together, we joke together, we, we spend a lot of time texting each other and dating and, and all that stuff. Had you had sex? Yes, of course, <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, with sex, it was not just- uh, We don't have to know like the No, but it was, it was love making. Like, it was love making. There's, there's two different ways. Okay, so you were love making. Yeah, love making. You were just fucking. No, it was intense. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, so, Two weeks later, it hit me like a like a truck. Um, the thing, interesting thing is, people talk about dreaming. I dreamed about her. Um, yeah, tell us more. Like yeah. I find that interesting. I, I always want to know what my dreams are about. Um, it was her, but the thing is, when through the weeks, when it started to the judgment started to die, I'll never forget the rest of my life. Uh, it was in the morning. I went back to bed, and I dreamed. And I saw her face looking at me. Mm-hmm. And the face was this disappointment looking at me, like her face was right near my face. And then, like that, I woke up and the connection was almost like it was gone. Like the pool. It's, it's, it's again, I've never, I, I've never experienced that. I mean, the. Perhaps the dream. Yeah, I mean, I did dream, hopefully, maybe June's listening, my ex wife. Um, obviously when I broke up from because I spent years with her. Like, so you guys know, like, they're on good terms. Like, yeah, this isn't like, he's not yeah. like bad mouthing or anything. Yeah, like. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, guys, I'm going to a wedding. She's, yeah. she's getting married in April and, and I'm a good terms. Hi, June. Hi, June. <laughs> I'm going to a partner's wedding as well. But um, anyway, so yeah, just it, never ever have ever had that with other woman besides okay. my ex-wife. So tell me. Um, wait, I'm confused. I thought that was about this other girl, not your ex-wife. No, no. So um, when it comes to that dreams and that attachment, it was that intense. It was like the comparison to my my separation. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so that's the when I the word use heartbreak, like it literally, my heart was broken. Oh. Yeah. And we all, I feel like probably like everyone listening to this podcast has probably had some sort of heartbreak. Yeah. Like, it's fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and as we said, heartbreak can present in so many different ways. Like, I would call heartbreak, like, big situations, like, losing a friend for, you know, certain situations. Like, even just using... Ugh, I can't bloody get my words out. I think the wine's hitting, guys. The wine's hitting. George is drunk. Guys, I'm looking... Nah, outside, I'm only joking. I'm, I'm not outside, drunk. I'm looking outside the window. There's actually a rainbow right there. Is there? Yeah. I don't see any rainbow. Anyway, um, yeah, like everyone I feel like has experienced heartbreak, whether it's with like a guy, a girl, or some sort of like childhood friend, yeah. family, like look, heartbreak can present in so many different ways. Mm. So I think that feeling Noel just said where he felt like his heart actually broke. Yeah. I yeah. have had that feeling too. Yeah. And What do you want to talk about, G? Yeah, do you know actually a time that just popped into my head, which changes the dynamics a little bit, because it's not always just about like a boy. Um, well, this was a boy, but it was in a different way. And Noel actually can talk about this with me because he was with me during the experience. And I actually said the words to him. I feel like my heart is actually just broken. Um, so when my sister, so my sister has been with her fiance now for 10 years. So Alex has been in our family um, for 10 years. Um, so he's been through a lot of us and I'm very, very close to him. Like, I've lived with them. Like, we've done so many things together. Like, Alex is basically, like, my little brother. Um, funny, because they're both only 23. 
um, but they have like their house together, they're getting married in May, so I'll be going home for that. And they are just the cutest little couple ever, and I love Alex, okay? And basically he plays football, and I had a call one day, obviously I'm living in Australia, so I'm away from home, the UK, and I had a call one day that he'd been in a really bad accident during a football match, and he'd basically... I still don't really fully know what happened, but he'd gone head first into the advertisement boards that surround the football pitch. And basically there was just blood everywhere. Like he was in a really bad accident and he got rushed into surgery and was put into a coma. And they basically said to my dad and sister that he wasn't going to make it. Mm. So the phone call I had with my dad was, um, he's not going to make it like, he's not like coming back and he was like you just need to be strong for ellie like she's a mess like alex isn't coming back and if he does he's going to be severely disabled um and i remember i've never felt anything like it before yeah like Noel was with me were you with me when i had that I phone was, call yeah you yeah, were yeah you've probably never seen well you would have never seen me like that would no, you no you're a wreck Jean. i have never felt like that in my life like I just remember, like, I actually felt like my heart had broke. Yeah. Like, nothing else mattered in that moment. Yeah. Like, I, got, I, re I remember the phone call. You were in distress over the yeah. phone call. And you need to see me and just tell me what's going on. And again, guys, it's not just, like, we talk about romance, but it's you'll be your friends, it can be a family. When you Like, what I've seen from G is that the fact that she was helpless. Yeah. She couldn't be there for her sister, her, her, her family, Alex family yeah. you're gonna be there for alex i mean it's 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 scary that you're and that, that, that is so true like mm. it's a helpless feeling and that's how you feel when someone breaks up with you for example because yeah. you can't change that person's mind so you feel helpless it's that feeling of the unknown the feeling that you can't control how someone feels or what's got taking place yeah. and in my situation i couldn't do anything about this and again that can relate to when someone breaks up with you mm. you can't it's out of your control how that other person feels yeah. and that's what's so scary and so it sends us into fucking survival mode i think yeah um so i literally i couldn't eat nothing else mattered i didn't care what i looked like no one understood really only a handful if that of people understood because they just seen it as my sister's fiance yeah. like they little did they know how close i was with him yeah um, and how close I am with my sister. So seeing, having her on the phone to me every two minutes, cause she wasn't sleeping, um, telling me the updates and stuff. It was horrible. <laughs> like it was hard. And I literally remember saying to Noah, I feel like my heart is just broken. Yeah. Like, for, like, and knowing they were planning their wedding and not knowing if that was ever going to happen again. Yeah. Like ever going to take place. Like, um, that's why their little wedding in May is going to be like a fairy tale because yeah. yes, he is recovering. Yeah. Um, but that's just my example of my heart breaking. Yeah. And how, you know, guys, when I was listening to George's headspace, she was starting to contemplate how short life is and how in instant things can go from good to so very bad. And, you know, guys, when you, when you have friends, be there for them. Family, obviously be there for them. But all you do is to do is just listen, let them talk. Because when they talk, so they're able to express their emotions and, and feel like you're there. Just... Just be around. That's all what counts. And when it comes to heartbreak, whether it's romantic or friends or family, it's the same resolve, which is just be around so you can be there while they let out their frustrations, their anger and their sadness. Yeah, exactly, because that's an element to it as well. It's about knowing how to act when your friend's going through it. Like It's not just like the fact that we could go through heartbreak and how we should respond to it. Yeah. But it's also like, how do you help your friends when they're in that state of yeah. mind? Um, and if I think about that situation, for example, I'm trying to think how I wanted people to be. And when I think back, I just wanted people to be there. I just wanted someone there. And it didn't have to speak. I just needed, I felt like I needed someone with me. Because I felt so lost and hopeless and just weird I, I guess that's how i would sum it up i just felt weird um and lonely because i wasn't there with my family and i felt like no one out here understood how i felt because they didn't know 
um, the dynamics between me, Ellie and Alex. So they didn't understand what a big thing it was for me to be going through. Yeah. Just like if your friend's going through a heartbreak and you never met their partner, you might not understand how hard it is for them to go through because you didn't see all of their high moments and etc. Um, so I just wanted someone there. Someone just to keep me company. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of the times they just want to feel like they're being seen, they're being heard, they're being understood. I think one of the worst things you can say to someone when they're going through a heartbreak is... You know, like the whole, like, kind of like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Life goes on and all of that stuff. Like, that is great, but not at the very start. My experience is you just need to let them feel like they can cry. They can be sad because no matter what you say to that person, I'm telling you, they're not going to change in that headspace. They need to want to change and they need time. Yeah. And, G, you know... For you and I've noticed for a lot of women women want to talk about it and, and cry and all that stuff which again is great but for a lot of guys we just don't do that we uh, oh yeah this is yeah, great tell yeah. us because I've noticed that from guys they actually would rather be on their own yeah we uh, we feel uncomfortable showing I guess essentially weakness right you know there's so much pressure for us to to be the rock to be the pillar or the family or the friends or the, the partner that when we're going through stress, we're going through problems and we want to just let it out. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, we, 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 we can't really express it. I mean, like, to be honest for me, I haven't cried in years, years, long time. And the only time I've, I've cried, guys, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it's when my dog died. She, oh. she died a very traumatic death. Oh, I can't. Hopefully one of the listeners here is not listening to it um, and her dog, I, I love her dog, um, but her dog reminds you of the dog that passed away um, silent. And uh, I try, I'm not trying to get emotional here. Read and all. Hey, do you feel like you're getting emotional? Yeah, because it's a strong, I don't, strong like, guys, emotional hotspot. Guys, what the hell has happened here? There's I don't strong, know if it's the wine, but... There's a strong like, emotional hotspot there. No, it's bringing out all of these stories. <sighs> okay, no. Come on, you've got this. Okay, so she... Because I'm probably going to make everyone a bit emotional listening to this as well. She broke her yeah. back chewing into the cables, the back of the TV. She liked to bite stuff. Mm-hmm. She shocked Bless it back. Her. The vet said this is probably what happened. She shocked back. She hit the wall through the shock and she broke her back. So half her body, she couldn't move. So she was paralyzed from one side of her body. She was walking around with just her hands and she was freaking out. She didn't know what was going on. She was shaking. And I had to drive my mother and her to the vet. And I remember when she was resting my mother's lap, she was, I could see in her eyes that dogs are so pure of creatures, guys. That just, oh, of course. They're rather hard and asleep. Like I said, yeah. she was scared and she was, she was helpless. She was, she, she was in heartbreak because she, she kind of sensed, I could see in her eyes that she knew this is not right. Something was going wrong. And I knew that we, it was going to lead to us putting her down. And I just, I just didn't want to see her suffer. Oh, little yeah. baby. Yeah, and I just, it was in the parking lot and I just bashed the steering wheel. Got this now. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just... I'll um, actually just butt in there whilst you take a moment because I'll continue with something very similar. John's dog recently died as well and he got the news um obviously that was back in Ireland and he got the news out here and again very similar situation to you like we've got some real tears here yeah oh guys it's crazy this is what dogs do to us we'll talk about our bloody you know man's best friend like jeez it's yeah exactly and it was a similar situation. He found out his dog had passed away, so he hasn't seen him in like three years and now won't be able to see him when he goes home. And um, he was very, very upset and he wanted to spend the night alone. And I couldn't quite understand that because I thought if this were me, I would want someone with me. Yeah. I could have took it personally and been like, what? Like, he, maybe he doesn't like me as much as I thought. He doesn't want me to be with him in a moment where he's sad and maybe needs someone and I thought no fucking hell Georgia step out of your ego like people deal with heartbreak and losing things in different ways and you're 
telling us now that men quite often do want to deal with that on their own in their own space yeah it makes us it, it gives us comfort that we can mourn by ourselves i don't know what it is but it's just we we don't feel comfortable around people to mourn um again is it the pressure of being a rock um and also so part of us we want to be protectors and when we can't protect something we help feel hopeless really does it's 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 again like a punch to the stomach it doesn't have to be on a romantic level as well it's that we want to do the much the best we can and and uh, help people but when we can't and and we're hope we're helpless um it's just such a we, we lose all our power we lose all our energy it's it's like suffocation that's exactly yeah what it so like. it's like something i would say that i've learned over the years is if your partner especially a male partner but it can be females as well that show more masculine traits yeah. um if they're wanting to as you say mourn or go through something in their own space respect that don't take it personally and respect that mm. you know everyone deals with stuff in their different ways yeah don't 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 try to think that you can help somebody if they want space to themselves they want to mourn or in different ways yeah, yeah. i guess i guess everyone again wants to help and kind of comfort that person but the best thing you do is for a man got ladies if you're listening as well please leave your man alone just <laughs> leave him alone let him <laughs> mourn in his own way some guys like to drink some guys like to take drugs some guys just want to leave the environment and just go somewhere travel and get in the car and start camping i've heard this all too many times this is us men so with your situation with your dog do you think some of the reason it makes you feel super emotional mm. i mean and so right like you get so attached to your dog like dogs are so bloody precious aren't they yeah, yeah. little humans um do you think it's because you knew in that moment there was nothing you could do so you felt that hopelessness? Yeah, it's, um, you just, you, how, how do you describe something about trying to be a man and trying to protect, right? You're trying to protect your family, you're trying to protect your friends. And when you see someone's life, again, for like the same thing for you with Alex, you're, 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 def you're like in an instant, you feel so uh, defenseless, so naked. You mm -hmm. can't control the situation. You can't help because you physically, there's nothing you can do to, to change the outcome. Yeah, and I guess like, same with you for your dog, like you loved your dog. Like, I just thought like, no, like why is this happening to Alex? Like one of the nicest people ever. Yeah. And then I started thinking, like my sister who I'm so close with has lived most of her life with Alex mm. and I started thinking about that and like you say you get this feeling of hopelessness because you want so badly to control and change yeah. the situation like you want to rewind back time yeah. and you can't do that and it's like me and you are problem solvers right yeah. so every time a problem arises we're straight away looking for the solution yeah how do we fix this? Okay, great. That's not so bad after all. This was a situation that it was almost unrepairable. Mm. We couldn't change it. Yeah. And that's why it hits us so deep. Yeah. Well, when you say deep, like again, guys, I haven't, I just, I just cry. I just cry like, now. Bloody hell. No, I'm not saying I'll cry. Yeah. Guys, I'm crying, crying <laughs> I just years bought that. since she died. As and, he says, as he finishes the glass of wine. Yeah, and and it's 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 such a powerful moment in my life. Let's it's, give Noel a top up, guys. Yes, yes, I'm gonna. G's gonna top me up, please. Top me up, G. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it's 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 an emotion. I guess it's something I should have resolved. I guess because the fact that I can speak of it and it yeah, there you it go. Clicks. Yeah. I'm emotional, unresolved um, trauma inside of me. And yeah, I mean, it actually feels good crying. Good. Uh, yeah. Good. There we go, boys. Maybe after all, you don't need to take yourself into a different room. But it's like, I just, I don't. Cry on a podcast. I haven't, like, what, what are these? It's like in, um. Yeah, what is this? There's a TV show called Seinfeld and uh, the character, Jerry, he's a very cynical person, very cold. 
and there's an episode where he starts to cry and he's like what are these this liquid coming from my eyes and then his friend's like oh my god you're crying (laughs) (laughs) that was no that was no just there we give a round of applause for opening up (laughs) no but all seriousness aside like thanks for telling us that yeah that's all right i mean guys uh how did you deal with it after well, clearly you didn't. Yeah, I haven't clearly deal with it, no. That's uh, something i got to, to deal with as well. Another thing to add to the list. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's again, that's the only time I've cried in years back then. And now, like, again, tears come from my eyes. And everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Maybe you will begin to realise, like, I feel like a lot of people should that it's okay to be vulnerable sometimes and just cry and let it all out. Yeah. Like what I did in front of Noel with the Alex thing. Mm. And I did that with my last breakup because um, throughout the years of experiencing breakups, if I look back to um, 18 year old self to like 22, Mm. I didn't really deal with it. And I was kind of known as that to like my close friends and my family, like, I just like would be everyone would think oh well you know what George is like she'll just carry on like it doesn't affect her does it that's how much I would bottle things up yeah and um that would then result in things just getting worse and worse and every time something happened it would trigger how I felt when something had happened like that before yeah and it would just bring up all of my past wounds and I've learned well that's it it's like it's uh it's wounds and maybe again like this is all about life right so for every wound that you you have you learn from it and then perhaps when the situation ends up coming up again and you can see it you try to avoid it so you don't feel the same pain i guess guys what pain is it's about being, well, feeling human right so what yeah so what i was saying was um yeah I, d- I didn't deal with it i didn't cry i'd act like it didn't really bother me obviously i did cry sometimes but as a whole i would act like it didn't really bother me i don't feel, I, at the time i think it didn't feel like it did but it obviously was i was just hiding it um and i'd keep going i keep going more things would add up and pile up and then when something would happen again like another form of heartbreak it would just trigger past memories and i would just be a mess i'd feel like a br- i'd have a, literally through like a breakdown yeah so now I know when I go through stuff, like, as I said, my last heartbreak, my last situation with Alex, I just let myself cry. I let myself have the first week or two just to cry, to mope around, to just let it all out. I didn't go off drinking all the time like I did with my first heartbreaks. Yeah. Um, I just let myself cry. And I would watch YouTube videos on heartbreak and relationships and I would just cry and honestly by doing that and then slowly introducing nights out again and seeing my friends again and stuff by taking that gradual approach after a breakup oh my god it helped me so much more than when I was trying to act like I didn't care yeah because it always comes back around like you're gonna have to deal with it at some point yeah and it seems like this this recording, you guys listening in, is almost like a therapy session for us. They were talking about past wounds. So romance, um, friends, family, hell, even, you know, my dog. It's uh, so much emotional pain that we try to bury. Because, I mean, life is so hard. We have to go to work. We have to pay the bills. We need to worry about, you know, what we're going to buy for our groceries, what we're going to cook. There's so many distractions, but we don't really ever get to address the trauma that we've had in the past or the present or maybe in the future. So yeah, it's been, it's been a very interesting uh, recording G of all, all our past recordings. Yeah. So something I would say with dealing with heartbreaks, definitely try and deal with it. Yes, guys, do guys, it's again, life is hard. But this is what life is all about. It's deal with the trauma, deal with the problems. And it's something I, I'd laugh at these situations now. Exactly. Yeah. I honestly believe everything happens for a reason, yeah. right? Now, every time something doesn't work out for me, I try and find a little inkling of the lesson and why this is not going my way 
And it kind of gives me some sort of comfort in that moment. Yeah. Like you're not, I know this sounds so bloody cliche and when you're in the heartbreak moment, it's really hard to listen to these type of things, but like you're not always losing something. Like for what might feel like a loss in that moment, there's 10 things to gain. Mm. Like I just really, really do believe, and I'm not really that spiritual like compared to you, am I really? But I do believe that the universe is there to drive you and push you and give you a kick up the fucking up. Yeah, but good, good old kick in the ass or in the back of the head. Do you know what I was. mean? Like, I feel like it's like shouting at you. Like it's giving you little signs mm. to be like, this isn't right for you. And if you don't listen, it's gonna hit you like a truck. Yes, yes, I was, that's a, that truck was so very heavy and strong. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> do you know what? Like, fucking hell, life, right? Yeah, yeah, guys. But sometimes yeah. you need that truck to come and hit you. Yeah, guys, if, you, if you're going, if you're being hit by a truck now, just remember, it's all part of the design. It's all part and of do you know brain. what? If you don't even believe in all of the universe stuff, like, I'm sure you can find comfort in thinking that way. Mm. Because, like, I feel like surely you'd rather try and be happy than live the rest of your life miserable. That's right. It's uh, just, again, guys, hopefully, like, what we were saying, it's almost a reassurance because our journey is different to your journey. But I promise you, I can speak with absolute certainty. I would not be the man that I am today without the heartbreak, without these trials of, of you know, falling in love with different women. And I look back and it's, you know, something... It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I look back to <laughs> boys I was with back at home. I wasn't really, well, I wasn't with many at all. Um, but, like, I look back to, like, my first relationship. And you know what? There was some stuff that wasn't so great. But there was also some stuff that was so great. And yeah. I'll remember it forever. Yeah. Like, I can look back and laugh. Like, what were we doing? Yeah. What were we doing? Yeah, some... <laughs> How funny. Like, we were two lost little puppies. But you know what? We had some great times. And um, I, I, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking. And I feel like when you're so young and you like someone, you don't know how to handle that kind of love. Yeah. And you mess it up. You self-sabotage. Yeah, I've, I know all about self-sabotage. I've seen it. Yeah. Times, yeah, and I feel like that happened a lot in my first relationship. I feel like we both hadn't had something like super serious. We both liked each other a lot. Mm. And um, we were both starting up working in the gym. We were both getting attention from other people. Yeah. We were drinking a lot, going out, and it just got a little bit messy, yeah. to say the least. Um, but I don't look back and think, Oh, he's a fucking prick. Like, do you know how a lot of girls would be like, I hate him. No, I don't think like that. Because I also think like I learned a lot from that. And we had some great times and it drove me to like, you know, move to the next place and then the next place. And then I ended up living in Australia, which I am so thankful for. But if those things hadn't have happened, I wouldn't have ended up here. Yeah. You know, guys, when, when we, we changed it from, you know, depressing pain heartbreak but then like we're, we're talking about now the, the opposite polar opposite of heartbreak which is you look back and you smile like like george said we had no idea what we we're doing it was just like two puppies going at it and then it just got messy and then you just you look back and just like well at least at least you know out of it we had some good times oh for sure like i wouldn't change those stories like well i mean look some of them didn't need to happen but um their stories to tell and that is what shapes us at the end of the day yeah. and how do you get better at things like do you know what i mean by experiencing like certain situations and dealing with it and then the next time you have a similar situation you know how to deal with it better yeah. so i feel like now i can hold a pretty healthy relationship yeah. due to experiencing those past relationships and some of the stuff I'll hold my hands up and be like, I would never do that again. How fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I cringe at some of the stuff I did. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was 18. Young, dumb, and full of something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know we wanted to bring it back to a lighter note, but we didn't need to get the corny. No, no. You, you know me, guys. I'm, I'm quite corny. Apparently, I do dad jokes. Just, you know, 
Before even dad jokes was a thing, I was doing dad jokes. So. Ugh. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, guys, you, any, any haters us. are going to hate, just suck it. All right. <laughs> I don't know what's gotten into him. I don't know why he thinks he's so funny uh, all of funny. a sudden. Very funny. Um, no, because us gals, like, we, we want to peep into those male heads. Mm. How long does it take, do you think, for men to get over heartbreak? Me personally, six months to a year. Okay, tell us the stages. Tell us how you feel, how you deal with it. Um, there's the stages of grief. So um, I can't remember them all, but there was, you know, denial and um, some acceptance and that kind of, that's the last stage of it. Um, but it's more of, again, for, for us men, we try to fix, we're fixers and doers. So when there's something that we're, we're powerless and we can't do, it's 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 very hurts a lot because we try to rationalize the situation but when it comes to emotions you can't really rationalize it because you don't know what's going through the other person's head and why they made the decisions they made and you know if you if you come from a place of love and you love them you generally care about them depends on what they did like the situation with the other girl she what she did was wrong and i stopped talking to her and i haven't talked to her for years since that situation and never will to me if a woman cheats on me or she's dishonest with me, um, it's goodbye. See you later. You can have all the space in the world. I'll, you, I'll give you out of space. But anyway, um, if we communicate and we end on good terms, I try good. There's plenty of exes I have. Um, I ended up on good terms with them and we both parted ways and moved on with life. And I still share the good experiences with them. Um, some of them I'm still in contact with and you know, I wish them all the best. But... Mourning is very important, letting go of somebody because you did your best, they didn't. Or maybe you didn't do your best or you didn't put your best foot forward and that's why it all fell apart. But it takes time, it takes weeks, it takes months. But once you you move on, uh, for me personally, I try not to go back because for me personally, if I did everything I could. I was there, um, I gave them my attention, I was always... I try to be a good communicator or a good listener. I still, still working, work in progress. But if it didn't work, it just it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, I think I'm on that same page now. I used to think that you could go back, mm. um, and now just from the experiences I've had, I personally wouldn't. Yeah. Now, but you know, things can change. Like life is changing all the time. Yeah. But I personally wouldn't go back myself. Yeah, and uh, I, I learned the greatest lesson was actually from marriage. I mean, the only reason why I stuck at it for so long is because I thought marriage, you're supposed to work at it. And I agree that marriages, if you have kids or maybe financially dependent on each other and maybe running a business or something, there's a lot more stakes to lose and then obviously you work on it. But if the relationship is toxic um, and you've tried every avenue of communicating with your partner and your partner's not listening to you and, again, you feel like you're throwing the kitchen sink into it, then... Most of the time, what I've heard and I've experienced, the, the relationship's over and divorce is coming and you move on with their life, your life, and you let them move on with their life. And again, guys, is a predicator to my experience that when I divorced my wife, she's moved on, she found someone, a guy that she fulfills her needs and wants, and I, I, want, I want her to be happy, so I'm okay with that. And I wish her all the best, and you know, why I'm going to her wedding in April. But what about boys that, so you're, from what it sounds like to me, you're saying that the way you handle breakup and heartbreak yeah. is um, to kind of give yourself time, allow yourself to feel um, yeah, and go through the yeah. motions. That's yeah. what it sounds like you're saying there. Yeah. But what about the guys that just go out, <laughs> they go get pissed and just go sleep with yeah, multiple I, girls? I, I've seen Can it, you tell I, us? Because that makes the girl that they've just broke up with yeah. feel so disrespected. Yeah, I've I, I done that in my... my why did um, you do that? Can you tell us? To numb the pain. So is that really what it is? Yeah, it's numb the tell, pain. Can you tell us some more? Yeah, it's um, it's more like a big fuck you. I'm sleeping with other people. Um, I mean, it depends on how long the relationship is for. Um, yeah, because sometimes they might just want to go out and sleep with yeah, girls. Yeah, which, yeah. But, and, and so then, this is circumstantial, like. Yeah, and if you, I don't, I haven't gone to an extreme of like sending messages to that woman that I, I you know, like I'm banging uh, pictures of us, I'm sleeping with that woman because I know guys do that. 
Um, what do you mean? Oh, like sending sex pics, like sex tapes yeah, to sex the tapes. ads. I yeah, hope bench. not. Do people that's, do that? Do they? Yeah, they do. Yes, that's Bloody that's hell. vengeful stuff. Um, that's oh, like revenge porn and yeah, all of that. Yeah, that's as toxic as it gets. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, there's a big. There, uh, did you see that story about? Um, is it Stephen Bear? Is that his name? He's now going to jail because he did that. Okay. To Georgia. I didn't know that. No. I'm sorry if I've just used the wrong name, but I know he's called Bear. I'm sure he's called Stephen. Um, he filmed them having sex, uh-huh. like in around his house. I, I I don't know if this is the exact story, but it's from I think this is what I read. Yeah. I think she maybe knew it was being recorded. Like whatever, fine. But then he put it out into the public without her knowing. Yeah. Um, and she took it further, and now he's going to jail. Okay. Okay. A little story for there you. There we go. Nice. In the presses, George is reporting. <laughs> but anyway, so you feel like if you was to do that after a breakup, it's because you're trying to numb the pain. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I used to drink. I used to take drugs, sleep around. Um, yeah, it's it's only a substitute. But then when you go into the next relationship, next person, you bring that emotional baggage, and it's such a destructive. So, like, if a gal is going for a breakup right now and her partner is doing that, like, she shouldn't take that personally? It's, mo- just- it's more of just the state of mind, is a destructive mindset. And people, when they're in a destructive mindset or a cycle of things, all you can do is just back away, move, move, keep them distance away from them and leave them alone because there's nothing you can do. It's, it's such a, it's such a uh, again, for a man... To see like my, my partners or even like other guys who've had the same thing, their girlfriends who are on that path and they want to help them, but they can't, they're powerless. Because you can't actually physically grab something and shake them and say, hey, get, you know. You wake, can, can't you? Well, wake the fuck up. You can't. <laughs> and then you're going to, they report you to the police and you get taken away. You can't do that. Uh-huh. So everyone, everyone has free will. Everyone has choices. And if they make the wrong choices, you know, all you can do is just move on. Let them fuck their own lives up and then if they try exactly to come, if they try to come back it all depends on how much damage they've done um and if you still have feelings with them and if you're willing to work it out talk to them communicate perhaps you can work it out but most times you always have resentment towards them yeah and exactly it it's out. always gonna come out at some point yeah. um and also a big thing for me that i noticed i needed to stop doing after breakups i did this with every single one is like Putting my ex or my partner on a pedestal, uh-huh. I always thought about what they brought to the relationship. Like, whenever a breakup occurred, I always thought about what they brought to the relationship, what kind of person they were, and how I'm not going to have that in my life anymore. Yeah. And that fucked me up because I was constantly thinking about what I'd lost. All right. I wasn't thinking, okay, well, what did they bring to the relationship that wasn't so great? That was hurting me. Or wasn't driving me forward. And what did I bring to this relationship that was so good? Yeah. You know, I wasn't thinking in that way. I was just constantly thinking, oh my God, he does this. He has these friends. He does this as a job. Like, I'm losing all of that. And it wasn't until I started to take a step back and I thought, hold on a minute. But I'm bringing so much to the relationship as well. And anyone that's going to be with me will be lucky to have that. Because yeah. a lot of people are fucked up in this world, unfortunately. Yeah. So I just think for me, even thinking in that way of actually putting myself in a higher position in my own eyes and stopping thinking that this other person was so much better than me helped me massively. Yeah. I actually think that was one of the main things that helped me. Mm. And it took a long, long time to get to that. Like, look, like this is probably like six plus years later from my first heartbreak to me finally actually getting that in my head and having that self-confidence. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a lot of YouTube videos on that from actual trained therapist who understood the psychology behind all of that. Mm. And that helped me so much. Just backing myself more, but not just being like, you know, like on Love Island when they're like, just back yourself. <laughs> no, like I took time to look into how to back myself. Yeah. It's, um, again, we're talking about the journey, guys, when you, uh, you can contemplate and you can reflect on things and you can heal. You kind of get more clarity on, again, whether it's romantic or friendships or family. 
is you know the do's and the don'ts of things. And you, when it happens again later on in life, you know how to handle it more exactly. respectably. Exactly. And guys, just always think when something happens, life is so fucking short. Yes. Life is so short. Okay. And for that one thing that's gone wrong, you probably have, hopefully, have 10 other things that are going right. Mm. Or you should be grateful for. Yeah. Um, so whenever I go through something, I just try and think, life is short. Stop moping. You know, I give myself like a week or two, like I said, to mope around because you absolutely need to feel and let yourself go through that uh, phase. Yeah. But once you get to that point, we crack on, you know, life isn't stopping. It's moving. Time is ticking. Yeah. And just... The thing I learned after my last heartbreak is be present in every single moment. So every time I met a friend after the last heartbreak, I would partly want my brain to be like, okay, what's he doing right now? Where is he? Because that's what I would have done in my last heartbreaks. And this one was so different because I would stop myself and I would say, no, I don't care what he's doing because I'm with my friend right now and I'm going to be present in this moment. Because else I'm going to regret, when I'm over this heartbreak, I'm going to regret not being present in this moment with my friend who was here for me. Yeah. So the minute I train my brain to do all of these small little things, slowly I go over it. Yeah. In a healthy way. Yeah. And that's kind of like one of my little advices for you guys that help me. Mm. But do you know what, Now, Yeah. Let's do a little cheers. Yes, cheers. And we'll wrap, we'll wrap the heartbreak I have to drink. Yes, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking, Georgia. The pressure's on to numb the pain mm. with substances, guys. Isn't it right? Alcohol. We're talking about don't drink alcohol. We mm. say it's we're drinking a bottle of wine. No, we've only had two glasses. Yes, yeah, two. Oh, my glasses, God. We're such hypocrites. Yeah, hypocrites. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the change in dynamics in this episode, like having it over wine instead of coffee. Yeah. And letting the conversation, uh, conversation flow that way. And I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. Guys. Thank you for listening and have a good night. And remember, you guys are great. If you're going through heartbreak right now, why are you smiling? George is doing what she knows best. She's very nurturing. She's just... Well, I am because I'm like, I don't want anyone to be upset over some little prick. (laughs) Guys, God bless Georgia and her nurturing manner. (laughs) Goodbye, guys. And thank you. Bye.